Well, hello there. Uh, we are running gently behind, ever so gently. Uh, but, you know what the good news is. Anyway, uh, Superfan Megan and I will be covering the Monday episode featuring Mark Blutman and the Thursday show with Wendy, Chef Jeff, and Jordan Morris. But, due to some scheduling issues, Lisa and I didn't have a chance to do episodes for uh, the previous week uh, featuring Peter Madrigal and uh, author Tara Schuster. Uh, so here are some brief thoughts on that. Uh, firstly, and most briefly, I don't have a ton of thoughts on the whole Scandaval thing, so I will have to leave that to people with actual thoughts and ideas about that. Uh, so that's it for that one. Um, Tara Schuster, I did like... I don't think of myself as a, a self-help book kind of person, but I thought she was good on the show. I thought she said a lot of interesting stuff about depression and dissociation. Uh, we get into that a little bit on the uh, the episode that Megan and I recorded, which you will hear shortly. Um, she said she felt like life was just happening to her and she was a sleepy passenger, which is something I've definitely felt like, uh, particularly when I was younger. Uh, but even today, you know, sometimes... Uh, she said, What I thought life was was a series of crises to endure. It was such a little life. I had no vision. I couldn't have dreams. I didn't have goals. It was just keep going. Uh, which is definitely a place I've been before. And she talked a little about how she doesn't view the fact that she is doing much better now as being a miracle that happened. It was just, you know... 10 years of uh, these small, consistent things of, of doing a gratitude journal or that sort of thing, um, showing up for herself. Okay, so uh, Megan and I recorded an episode, uh, which you will hear in the immediate future. Um, just as a heads up, we do get into some mental health and wellness chats, but we talked about so many things. We talked about candy bar preferences. We talked about Adam Carolla being weird about food. Uh, well, why would someone like a penis? Uh, and what reason? Um, and there's a, there's a cameo from the lovely Jess. Sorry to mention you, Jess, directly after that. Um, so here you go. Enjoy. Live from the BF Fancast mother-in-law suite, it's the Best Friends Fancast show. Today, we welcome our guests. She's a dog mom, which is definitely the same as having human children. Definitely the exact same. It's Superfan Megan. And guest producer Trice is here asking you to climb on board the mothership. Enjoy the best friends, Megan. Show. Hi, everybody. Uh, oh, well, 
That's my name. That's it's the Perfection Cast. With uh, <laughs> anyway, hi everybody. It's the Best Friends Fancast Show. Oh, uh, uh, welcome. Uh, bienvenidos. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, uh, uh, enough of that. Your normal host Lisa is doing mom stuff. Doing, you know, just just uh, one might say she's uh out to pasture. Uh, which I will not. I will not elaborate any further on any kind of analogy of that nature. But in the meantime, we have a fan favorite, a super fan favorite, if you will, uh, super fan Megan. Hi, how are you doing? It is I, Sir Miss Megan. Um, hello, <laughs> my little um, dog ramps. How's it going? Oh. Uh, a, a beloved part of the household the dog ramp um you you know what megan how how are uh how are you doing how how are things going this as we record this it is it is the day of the mothers the mother's day um we an interesting duo of people to be recording right now uh it kind of makes sense but there's like i don't know eight or ten people with kids uh maybe more in the sort of bff sort of regular uh posters and chatters uh none of them are on this episode on mother's day but i guess that makes sense they're all busy doing uh, you know human child stuff but uh, how how was your weekend been megan how how are things going um well we're both doing terribly we already established that don't mean to mm-hmm. out you trice um oh, i'm doing it's awful assumed. my yeah. mental health my mental health is low as fuck Ooh. uh depression is building um and i'm coping and i'm just fighting it every day like duking it out with depression and and it usually wins via emotional eating and white claw oh wow okay how about yourself i mean similar not not so much white claw i I, there's there's not much alcohol in my life these days but a a similar level of uh how how should i say uh things have not been great (laughs) This is a very funny way to start an episode. The epi- there was an, uh, a scrapped episode, maybe, that me and Lisa recorded. It just sort of uh, uh, ended up being sort of an editing problem and is, you know, sitting on a hard drive somewhere. But it started much the same way <laughs> when we recorded about, yeah. I don't know, a week ago, two weeks ago. So it's it's funny to start an episode again like this. But yeah, not doing great. Definitely with you on the emotional eating stuff uh it's it's uh recently scheduled an appointment with my therapist who i haven't seen in like a month um uh which is good nice to have that resource um but yeah it is uh it has not been a uh a great month month plus it's just sort of a, mm. uh, like when your car is making a noise or has some sort of like check engine light or something and like you kind of just let it go because you can still get where you need to go but it just it sort of it keeps getting worse there's a there's a it's not a great situation (laughs) yeah that that you about summed it up yeah yeah should we be vague about why or should we just i mean we can edit out anything if you want to say something but uh no i really don't care i just we're all friends here sure do you want to elaborate on your on your shit. I mean, you are the therapist oh, of the group, so it would be well, abnormal to I mean, for you not to be the sounding board and to express yourself. Uh, the, the I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. Um, I don't always know it. It it uh, depression is a thing with me. It sort of comes in waves, and there's not always a clear 
reason why, which I also don't, when there's not a clear reason, I don't always feel like justified or entitled to feel bad, which kind of makes me feel worse because mm-hmm. I don't have a, a solid thing. Um, but it's 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 a, a long-term issue um, that's it's sort of, can't say always been that way, but for a long time. Um, and as like, as yeah, and it's, it's a, uh, hmm, age sometimes plays into it too. Like I think, you know, around, it's not around my, my birthday's in November, but around my birthday, I sort of get that way. Or if I think about getting older or these sort of things, uh, uh, are sort of magnets for sort of depressive, like thoughts and feelings about things. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just. It's just whatever it is. Also, uh, not getting enough sleep is sort of never a positive uh, factor uh, when Mm. dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. How much sleep? Hmm. I'm not a good sleeper. So if I, if something happens, let's say I only get like, you know, four and a half hours of sleep, I wake up at, you know, uh, three in the morning and have to do something. I will, for the next couple weeks, maybe at least another week, will just reflexively wake up at three in the morning and not be able to get back to sleep. Like my, my sleep rhythms are very uh, stubborn. Um, and I don't know, it, it is a, it is a, if I stay up too late or have to get up early, it, it, it colors the rest of the week. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my, uh, my ability, how, how I regulate my emotions, I guess, or how, just how I feel to put it more simply is, is always a little bit worse because of that. Even if things aren't necessarily like super terrible. Yeah. I mean, if things were great and I got four hours of sleep, things would be bad. They would not be great anymore. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just been a, a lot of not feeling great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's some other stuff, uh, you know, nothing. No, some some things that I've I've been thinking about that I w- will not get too specifically into because I should probably actually I would like to things that I will actually discuss with my therapist because there, there's there's uh, interesting developments afoot not not necessarily in a bad oh. way just just uh just in a like uh what's going on with my brain kind of way that my fingers crossed maybe will be helpful in sort of uh, dealing with things in the future but nothing well, like diagnosed well, or anything so yeah. We'll need a full rundown after you talk to your therapist about it when you get clarity. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, uh, clarity would be nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you, is there anything you would look at to expound upon? It's, it's, so I, um, I, I bet it'll fit into Thursday episode writer's strike stuff because the the job sitch is fucking desperate out here for everybody, including myself, for a long time. And shit's getting real, real. So we can save that when if we're going to do a little Thursday show talk. Okay, yeah, for sure. That will come up. All right. Uh, any shout outs or call? You know what? It would be funny if we just started doing a mental health check to check in at the beginning of every episode, mm-hmm. no matter who was that on. That wouldn't be a bad time. idea, honestly. Yeah. Aside but from like that, I said, it, we're we're in, uh, we're we're all friends here, so I don't feel like I actually don't feel that weird about it. Talking yeah. to my friends, that's good. Um, but um, sh- 
of course, shout outs to moms. Oh. The majority of our core uh, group is moms, I think. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the biggest shout out, tender shout out, loving comfort shout out to Lauren and her family and to the Roth a lobster. Yeah. Hard time. Mm -hmm. So shout out to you guys. Lots of love. Yeah, same. Um, shout out to to moms, obviously. Um, shout out to the B team, the rest of the B team, uh, who cannot be here with me, but uh, fingers crossed, will be here in spirit. Um, shout out to Lisa, of course, who is off uh, gallivanting around. Speaking of moms, just neglecting the podcast, just uh, making it fend for itself, just just rotel chili and and hot dogs uh, for you, the listener, but. It's fine. Uh, your weird stepdad is here. Um, yeah. Rest in comfort. Of, the weird stepdad's yeah. here to take care of everyone. Always a good sign when your weird stepdad is there. Um, never been a problem for anyone. Um, uh, yes. So um, with that being said, let's get into the Monday episode with uh, uh, Mark Bloodman, Bloodman. I'm I'm thinking yeah. is the pronunciation. Um, mm-hmm. what what did you think? First of all, a, a writer for Boy Meets World and uh, on the creative team for Girl Meets World. Uh, you, famously, uh, you had a dog named Mr. Feeny. Uh, I'm guessing you I and your spouse are are a uh, uh, Boy Meets World uh, f- are fans for sure. They didn't talk about it really, though. That was kind of a bummer to me. They didn't get around to actually talking about it. Can I ask, given your age cohort, did you, uh, well, hmm, I think you're around the right age to have perhaps possibly had a crush on Topanga, the the character from Boy Meets World. Was this the case or was it uh, not the case? I thought the character Topanga was written for me specifically. <laughs> I'll take that from as a my yes, knowledge. Then. Yeah, yeah. I was the exact age cohort. We are probably very similar ages. How old were you when you when you didn't miss the boat on this? You're in that age group, same as me, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Thank we're deal. about the same generational. Yeah, like yeah. it yeah. was not culturally like... relevant. Very, yeah. very important. I was definitely a TGIF person for a long time. Boy Meets World is not like my number one show, but I was very much aware of it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a, th- a thing, I guess. What was your favorite TGIF show? Family Matters or Step I by mean, Step? I feel like uh, I watched a lot of both of those. Definitely Family Matters was kind of the MVP, I feel like. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of the, the, uh, the big deal. Then everything else was kind of after that. Got any cheese? Mm. <laughs> that was an Urkel line. It, it indeed One was. of his lesser popular one. I decided to go for a deep cut since you're a fan. I mean, it, it's very appropriate. Speaking of cheese, how, how is your cheese doing? Your, your, is there an update on the cheese situation from the last time you were on? <sighs> kind of. It's depressing, though, too. Oh, boy. The I had dreams and did the research. Uh, called dairies to look into the cost for bulk pricing of the milk that I need to make cheese because I thought in this work drought, I 
was like, I'm going to do a cheese curd business and we're going to sell at farmer's markets and we're probably going to become cheese curd, like a cheese curd empire. Sure. Um, And I legitimately looked into all the operating costs. I called commercial kitchens to see how much that would cost. I called dairies to see, um, you know, what bulk pricing would be and in what quantities does it like get lower and lower and and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And I just realized there's no fucking way I would ever, ever, ever make a dime um, given the costs, because specifically with dairy there there's licenses. If you want to sell shit at farmer's market, they're called cottage license. I think for stuff like cookies or I don't know, Mm -hmm. lots of stuff you can make at home, but with dairy products, you need to be licensed. Um, and that means you need to get a commercial kitchen that has that license. And so it's like, it's not an option to just make it in my house the best I can. I would have to pay rent and that was exorbitant. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, that dream is dead. So the dream is dead, but um, I definitely think come Packers season, I'll probably be making my curds on Saturday and, and eating the curds while watching the game on Sunday. So there, there's still a lot of emotional investment in the future of the curd in this household but my dreams are dashed yeah that's but the very, household will be happy yeah and you know what something to share with people who you care about just to, just to exactly. bring them some cheese some bring some cheese into their lives uh the the cheese of love if you will the, the cheese of human kindness we Stella, didn't do a monthly a recording yeah, but I mean, I really wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, I know. But um, maybe next recording at Lisa's that we do every now and again, I can do a Snapchat if they remind me, because I'll probably forget. Remind me to do that out there if I forget, which I might. I would probably will. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be. I'm sure everyone would appreciate some some uh, specialized homemade cheese. I, I feel like that's a uh, hmm. Sounds dodgy when said like that, but you know what I mean. I, f- I feel like I personally would very much be into you bringing cheese to a BFF meetup, and I, I, I think everyone I know. is on the same page. I'll ha- I'll have some next time for sure. Yeah. I would send you some, but it totally isn't worth it if it get- goes to in the mail by the time it arrives. Yeah. You need to be refrigerated, and it that's right down the drain. Doesn't matter anymore. So yeah, you have to be in the proximity, and then you'll get some curds. Yeah, uh, incentive for people to to come to the next BFF meetup. There's cheese in it exactly. for you, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I thought it was interesting that on the Monday show, um, Mark, the guest, asked if there's anyone who's like uh, not allowed on the show, or if there's anyone who's like had the the opposite of the intended or stated goal of, you know, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. We're like, they totally uh, weren't a match for the show. And Allison said, yes, there are certain people who are like, never again on the show, which I thought was very interesting. Like, I wonder who that is. Um, I, I can't, I wonder if there's like stories there, if someone like actually said or did something terrible, or it was just a bad episode or what's going on there. Or if it was like a, like a Corolla related thing, like a, you know, I don't know, someone with a weird relationship. That slipped by or... me. That slipped by me. The one that... Did she say... That was a thing? 
Well, I know that he asked it. I was I thought that she didn't answer it though. I thought she answered the part where it was like, did someone actually become your good friend? But I don't she, remember her being like, yes, there were people who definitely I never wanted back. Yeah, but I don't she, doubt it. She's she, interviewed like yeah. hundreds of people. Yeah, They're not going to like every single person. But yeah. Neil Patrick Harris's husband, she was uh, <laughs> was like on the list. That. Do you remember her mentioning that? On yes. She mentioned, yeah, more than yeah. once, I believe she, she mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, I think she just doesn't like when publicists get involved or if someone brings like their management team to sit in on that kind of gets it off on the wrong foot with yeah, her that's right very, off the bat. That's very I guess it is normal in in like uh, you know, celebrity interview type stuff to have a publicist or something there, but it it feels very weird. Just I don't know, probably because podcasting has the sort of more uh direct or or less show busy kind of appeal even if it's someone who's notable being interviewed yeah it's usually intimate conversation more intimate than like going on extra or some shit but you know something that i did think about when they brought that up is that all of the guests come on and are and have the mindset that the best friend part refers to them but it's actually supposed to be the audience the audience is the best friend Hmm. yeah that's I how guess it, that's true yeah. I, that's how it started right like allison was well, like yeah. she wants the podcast to be like something friendly and that people connect to they can take it and they can think whatever they want about the name of the show i'm just saying it was ours first we we are the best friend that is true that is true uh we have the uh the saint and half of the the best friend's broken necklace yeah yeah um, am i am well, i wrong i feel like no i, feel I think like you're right allison I, said as much i hadn't thought about that but obviously like if you look back to when the show started it was definitely like she wasn't interviewing uh you know notable people necessarily it was just like a a a, a, a friendly chat show for the people who are listening and watching to be able to enjoy and i think that's still sort of uh the overall kind of goal. And so, yeah, I think it is easy for people to assume that uh, she and whoever she's speaking to or, or that's the best friend being, or the relationship being referred to by the name of the show. But um, at root, it would be with the listener. Yeah. yeah. I just never I even thought about it. I want them to correct. I want you. I want she, <laughs> I want, I want she to correct them. I want her to correct them and be like, listen, it's the audience. They are my best friend. Because otherwise, she's just playing both sides, you know? Don't play both sides. We are your best friends. Well, I'm in a as... weird mood. I don't actually care about this that much. <laughs> as best I'm friends, just you off. Know. I'm not, I'm not myself today. Listen, so, it's, pardon me. It's, you, you're still you. You're just, you're just having a time. So, it is, it is, everything is good. Not everything is good. You're, everything here is good. You're good. We're just we're just hanging out and recording and talking about Alice and stuff. Everything is again not a I hmm, I should uh, quote unquote everything is fine. You know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm accepted. It's we're accepted here. However, we come, we are accepted. Yeah. Um. Did you have any particular thoughts about this episode? Kind of. 
Um, as per every guest that comes on that has a pretty big ego, I'm like, you, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the guests that are like that stay that way. Um, I mean, if you're, if you're somebody who's like, I have a good personality. Like I do really well in auditions. I have a really good personality. Who says that? What human being says that? I don't think anyone that I know personally would be like, I have a good personality. Anyways, that's not normal. If you have to say that, I don't like that about you. However, um, go on. <laughs> uh, I, it you, seemed- had, you had the breathe in. Yeah, it was very, he has a very sort of show busy kind of um, uh, aesthetic. I don't know. It, it was, it Absolutely. Was, I, did, I was not offended by it, but it also was not the way I did notice that exact thing that you're talking about when he said that. Um, he was specifically, I, I think, like talking it. about auditions or something like that, you know, how about. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I, could charm, I could charm everybody. Everybody in the room loved me. They loved me. I would get every audition because I'm charming because of my personality. Um, All right, pal. But then as it went on, I kind of started to like him because number Mm -hmm. one, he really liked Allison. And um, it is hard to tell at first someone who really likes talking about themselves in that show busy way, whether like where they really are on the self-centered scale. And for the most part, if you're talking like that about yourself, I'm like, oh, you're like 10 out of 10 self-centered. But I noticed that he actually was very interested in Allison and Tony and other people. And that is that kind of makes it better for me when it's like you're not just wanting to blow smoke up your own ass and talk about yourself. He was interested in Allison's stories and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, you're not as completely selfish selfish personality um and also he just seemed to really like allison and i I eventually came around and i was like this guy's got a shitload of good stories and he is who i would call a character he's a character kind of a kind of a fella and i probably would like to have a beer and have him tell me stories about boy meets world and other things that he didn't touch on but the mary kate and ashley stories were also kind of wild so i liked that too was not expecting to hear Mary Kate and Ashley stories. Um, yeah, that that was my impression too. He seemed very likable and gregarious, even though, um, again, on paper there are certain things, uh, certain things that I will simply say that I I noticed <laughs> the same things that you were talking about, but uh, came to the same conclusion. Um, seemed seemed pretty happy go lucky. Also, I don't know. Yeah, he seemed. Like he's definitely probably got some good stories, like the you know the the Wayne Gretzky story. Uh, I've perhaps uh, a lot of different stories for different occasions because the audience for like the I played hockey with young Wayne Gretzky audience mm-hmm. is not necessarily like here's the story about the Olsen twins audience. It's a it's a, he has a little something for everybody and probably. The SNL story too, mm-hmm. and all these Boy Meets World stories that we we, we never even heard. And his, I got to admit that um, script that he wrote, I can't remember if it's just a script now or if it actually got sold or if they're pitching it or what the deal is, but I'm like, damn, that actually sounds really good. So he's got to be pretty freaking talented. Yeah, I, the script sounded really interesting to me too. The the female pro wrestler sort of um uh, uh getting her groove back, whatever, the sort of... Uh, 
what's the what's the movie with uh, the redhead lady who played Scarlett Johansson? Lost in translation. Um, mm, this, yeah, he yeah. mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarlett Johansson's in that. Yeah, that's one of her uh, early, not early, early big roles because she was like in some. She had smaller roles and stuff before that, but I think that was like yeah. her big breakout role. I need to watch it. I've never seen it, and I'm a really big Scarlett Johansson fan. She's pretty good. I am not a Scarlett Johansson fan, mostly because mm, fully half of the movies that I've seen her in, because I've only seen her in a couple things, have been like Marvel movies, and like she's she's really oh. phoning it in. Like she's she's a uh, she's there for no. a paycheck. I've never even seen the Marvel movies. I really, I think I fo- I noticed her late. Um, First in her, mm-hmm. where she plays that AI voice that um, I always forget his name. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with. Have not seen it. Um, heard. Oh my god! I just had a flashback to uh, an embarrassing story, but uh, yeah, heard heard a lot of people liked it. I liked her in Lucy too, and Lucy was a huge flop apparently, but I I thought it was good. Yeah, I've seen her in, she was in a movie called Ghost World. She played like the best friend of the main character. Mm, that, was, that was one of the early, early ones. I've still yeah. never seen that one, but the, the cover looks like something I would have been drawn to in my teenage, early college years. I would say check it I'll out. I'll have to still. watch it. It's Yeah. yeah okay. Um, how did we get on to Scarlett Johansson? I don't oh, know, man. Lost in Translation. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that the movie script sounded interesting. Uh, it was, hmm. What What are your wrestling thoughts? <laughs> because this comes up from uh, more often than it used to on the show, given the number of wrestlers she has on the show. And then obviously Mark has this whole background related to pro, pro wrestling and being into it mm-hmm. and uh, having you know met people and been on that, uh, at the time, WWF show. Well, what are your, your thoughts, feelings, notions about professional wrestling is it like are you uh, are you a uh, more of a lisa where you're like uh el paso as she would say or are you uh are you super into it are you kind of don't lean one way or the other what's what's your deal i was into it as a kid so i do love when they talk about the old wrestlers and it seems like he was around during that time except for not one of the main events so I'm not sure if I would have ever seen him um, because he didn't seem like he was like, you know, uh, prime time. He's going to, well, he never actually wrestled anybody. Right. So that's, yeah. He was just doing the common thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was in that Um, world, but never actually a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. He was on the like talk show something with Mm -hmm. Ed McMahon, but I, I did grow up my, I liked pretty much everything my brother liked. So he was into WWF at the time. And so, yeah, I was a, uh, he was a huge Brett the Hitman Hart fan. And we went to a couple matches. And I don't know if you remember the Brett the Hitman Hart putting the glasses on a fan thing, but he was standing next to the kid who got the glasses. And so like for a split second, he thought he was going to get the glasses. Yeah, And that, that hurt his like 10 year old heart or however old he was at the time i was really in the sean michaels the sexy dude and i always did the (laughs) like me and my brother would play wrestling so we would like do some laps around the living room and do the you know the 
uh, just like the bravado, whatever the fuck you would call it, walking around like mm-hmm. that the character were playing. And so I would be Shawn Michaels, like leaning to the left, leaning to the right, flexing my muskies. I also liked um, the British. Who the fuck? Bulldog. What was the British guy called? The British Bulldog was my shit, too. Uh, I really liked Boy the British Smith, Bulldog. Yeah. Loved him. Um, and But yeah, and so knew all of them. Knew Tatanka and Ultimate Warrior and all of the main dudes for my childhood. So I like hearing nostalgic stories about it. I've watched documentaries about like Rowdy Roddy Piper and Bret Hart and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jake the Snake, I think, had a documentary oh, too. for sure. But yeah. I am so, so over hearing about current wrestling. Uh, I don't I don't hate it, but I'm like, why? But I was like, okay, like, this is fine. Um, but yeah, because I have that sentimentalness with it, I... I like that he was talking about old wrestling. That was kind of cool. But I looked him up. And to look up whatever his name was, um, like Crash... Crash... Uh, Crusher Comic? comic? Crusher. Crusher Comic. He is really down there. There must be some actual comments named Crusher Comics because that's mostly what was coming up. And so, yeah, he really... um, must not have been super relevant in that world, but he seemed to be making a good living off it for a while, which is like, all right, that's cool. How about yourself? Uh, j- j- hmm. I don't watch wrestling in the current day. It's been uh, quite a while. There was a, uh, what you might call a family annihilation incident where a pro wrestler murdered his family. And then, uh, and then, uh, continued the job on himself so that was like i don't know 12 15 years ago um i was was watching uh that was a guy named chris benoit no oh okay (laughs) better to not sorry triple h (laughs) um but yeah i was watching wrestling kind of on and off and frequently by that period and and uh after that i was like you know what i'll take a little sabbatical and it's been like you know 14 years or whatever but yeah i i Mm -hmm. it's a thing i enjoyed watched a lot of growing up and i kind of still enjoy it i like like stuff will come up on my tiktok feed of either you know you know uh macho man wrestling some match in japan 35 years ago or whatever um Mm -hmm. versus some japanese wrestler or like uh just sort of cool wrestling stuff but it's not enough i guess to make me actually watch but i'm not opposed to it it's just i i've i've not uh it sounds like something I could get into particularly like more the uh, indie stuff as opposed to the WWE, but it's, it's not, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of thumbs up, but also not interested in it as far as actually getting into it. If that makes sense. They were talking about how like no one, I can't remember if they said no one ever thought it was real. Like really, we never thought that was real. Did we? Um, But for me, as a six to nine-year-old, yeah, of course I thought it was real. What the fuck did I know? Absolutely. So yeah. as soon as soon as I realized this is not real, it it I was like, well, then why? What are we doing here? This is just theater, but bad. <laughs> it's not bad storytelling. Well, it's depending. But I, yeah, I still remember the moment. Like my older brother 
told me he's like you know wrestling's fake right you're not that stupid you don't believe it's real and i was like oh like <laughs> i'm sure i didn't say anything but it was like it was uh quietly crushing to hear that Aww. not just because like i kind of knew that it would seem kind of fake but also like the the like only an idiot would actually believe this is real kind of thing like yeah. definitely uh left a little bit of a, a scar on me ouchie yeah yeah um Hmm. There was Vanderpump talk. So the the Vanderpump scandal people were on last week before this. Also, do you are you a a, a pump person? I forget. Do you have any? No, I, pass. Pass, yeah, pass, I, pass. I've I've been to. Well, I went to Sir with the group when they yeah. came. Uh, it was a while ago now. But my mom was a big Vanderpump fan, and so when she came out here to visit me, like two years after I came to LA she wanted to go there and so we went there together and she met this character sheena and she was really really excited about that but so i i went there before the whole bff thing but i couldn't care less and i think i tried to get into it for a little bit and i didn't try very hard granted um but i just feel like usually if i'm not drawn to something right away i can't really end up buying in there's not like that's not usually how it works with me so if i don't like it right off the bat i'm like eh, no thank you and i couldn't care less but i wish i did because a lot of people do and it's been a, a thing on allison's podcast i i watch yeah. the bachelor i, lo- I like uh, other shitty oh, things right. and yeah. i'm not going to i'm not gonna like have a diverse portfolio of shitty reality tv i watch i have my one <laughs> shitty reality tv show that i'm very very into you know, um, into the subreddits and I, I, I listen to the podcasts and stuff like that, but that's all I need. I don't need my brain full of junk all the fucking time. That's good enough for me. Yeah. If, uh, that, what's his name? That guy, the, the starter pony guy is never on Allison show again. I would be fine with it. It's, it's just not as you know, I'm, uh, I just have no interest in the Vanderpump stuff. So it's, it's, uh, you yeah. know, I'm sure it's good for ratings. I'm sure people, like that whole situation uh being on Allison's show but i just i i don't i don't care i don't care that much i bet she does get new listeners though i'm sure she she had to have gotten she must yeah. yeah so good for her on that i guess yeah so uh a couple things i thought it was interesting that um mark talked about marrying someone who superficially is very far from your parents or you're uh, in this case his mom he talked about dating like you know blonde haired non-jewish ladies because uh perhaps related to the 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 uh less than easy relationship he had with his mom who's jewish i i uh this this is definitely a thing people do um though i do wonder i i suspect you're not getting as far away from an actual personality type as you think you are just because you're you know um chasing a different aesthetic or whatever what are you saying (laughs) uh i don't know i don't know that i have any further thoughts on that there are people who (laughs) because i've known people who are like um let's say mexican but like wouldn't date a mexican guy because whatever weird relationship they had with their parents but i don't think they're dating people who are necessarily that different they're just dating a sort of superficially different kind of person 
And I think, I suspect that was probably the case with Mark and his, uh, his ex-wife also not knowing anything about her. I, I, I think there's a little bit of a, uh, as the 12 step people say, pulling a geographic where you're changing one important detail, but, uh, wherever you go, there you are like what mm. your, your attractions and what you're attracted to are still going to be the same, even if it's like in a different font, so to speak. But is that under the notion that I hear a lot, which is that people are attracted to their mothers or people like their mothers? Isn't, is that what you're going for? Yes. I think I, I, yes, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, I think a lot of people don't like it. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of people who are married to someone very much like their parent also maybe doesn't like it, but I don't know. Uh, maybe Can you people... see some Julie and Jess? I don't see any Julie and Jess. Well, I don't know. I don't know Julie that well. Um, she calls every week. How dare you? You're like best <laughs> friends. It's been a couple weeks, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, she doesn't. She, she doesn't know me. I don't think. Um, she may know of me or something. But yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Nothing jumps out. Nothing jumps out. But I don't know. Maybe if they were sitting right next to each other, they'd like, you know, both cross their legs the same way or something. Like they'd look exactly the same and just I'd never noticed it before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Next question. Yeah, good. That's good. Um, so speaking of things uh that are unpleasant to think about, hey, go fuck yourself was the um basically the CEOs and the sort of streaming companies who are not wanting to pay writers right now. And there's a whole writer strike, which um, if you're listening to this, you probably heard something about it. Maybe I'm assuming. Um, what, did you have thoughts and feelings about this issue or did you want to wait till Thursday? Oh, um, the way they were talking about it. I mean, my thoughts are that most people agree what they're asking for is reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, that they want what 2% royalties of monies that streamers get from their stuff. Um, And I think most of the conversations I've heard, which have only really happened on podcasts like Allison's and a couple other ones I've listened to are that they're really like writers are are paid very fucking well. If you write a pilot and it gets bought, they will give you like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that is for people who can do that regularly, like Wendy Molyneux, if we're talking Thursday episode, that's when I'll go off on that rant, I guess. But she's a bajillionaire. She is super, super rich, bajillionaire. Okay. She's like a double digit millionaire. So she's doing fine. But there is a gap in between the person who is a writer and sells a script like once every three years or something we're Mm -hmm. playing more minor more minor roles in writing um and yeah i feel like they kind of covered that i i agree they're the people who are well-paid writers are finding that the people who are just entering the industry and trying to climb their way up to become more established are facing a lot more challenges because of the way streaming has changed things so I'm all about that. 
Yeah, does this have you do you know like writers or uh people who are striking because i you being an editor of sort of more closely related to the rest of this world than the rest of us is this something that uh affects you directly either work-wise or through acquaintances or the like because i'm in the doc world there's no writers in the doc world um mm-hmm. the Jess has a couple friends who are writers who wrote on uh, Insecure. Oh, I'd nice. have to ask her. I, for, I forget which it was. Was it with Insecure or something else? I can't remember. doesn't matter. Um, but no, we, I don't have a lot of writer friends, but, but the strike has impacted all of LA. No one wants to spend money. No one wants to fund anything. It's It's been a combination of impending recession and impending writer strike has really put a freeze on everything going on. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, writer strike, let's develop some reality TV or doc material here. That makes sense to me. But I think then there's the added layer of impending recession. And so there's still nothing going on for anybody. All of LA is like fucked right now. And it sucks. We're all fucked together, so yay, camaraderie. But still not great. Like I'm I also get paid pretty well if I'm currently on a show. I make a lot of money while I make it, but the gigs that I get as an editor, say when I was doing a doc series for Amazon Prime, that only lasted three months because streamers want you to get shit done as fast as possible for their budget and typically in an ideal world where like you get to be creative and do things that they're supposed to be done in documentary film it should take about nine months to a year and a half to edit a film and netflix is like no let's do it in three months so uh stuff is changing in that way too where editors aren't making enough money because streamers are forcing us to get stuff done on unrealistic deadlines that also make the material suffer because we don't have the time to make something as good as it can be. Um, But there are editors who I know who have done really, really well for themselves and are constantly working. And those people are doing really, really well. But then there's people like myself who like the last gig I got that was a very, very good paying gig was for three months. And that was in 2021. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do anything for me now. Yeah. And the, you know, the I've worked like maybe four weeks total since December. Um, so, yeah, you if, if if make the what is the phrase? Make the hay while the sun shines. Yep. Um, but if in between, like you're making zero dollars, it kind of all starts averaging out to maybe not great. Yeah. Um, so if you're in demand, you're fucking you. You're great, and I have friends like that, and I'm very jealous right now because I'm like, holy shit, must be nice to not be suffering like everyone else. But um, it it will take time to get there, or you never make it there, and it just always kind of sucks. So yeah, your question is the writers' strike impacting me personally or people I know? Documentary tangentially. 
transgently, transgently, <laughs> tangentially. That's a great name. Tangentially, for someone's novel or it's coming just, of age story. Transgently, yeah, transgen, transgently, trans, comma, gently, dot, dot, mm. dot. No, trans, dot, 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 gently, dot, dot, dot. Ampersand. I don't know. Did I say uh, anything worth value? Yes, that was very <laughs> insightful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, to shout out to Laffy and Warren. Laffy and Warren. Laffy and Warren. <laughs> uh, shout out to Rafi and Lauren, who are uh, recently have just seen Taylor Swift as we record oh this. My God. Um, the to use Taylor Swift as an analogy for every one Taylor Swift who is selling out stadiums across the country and across the world, there's ten thousand people who are you know making fifty bucks playing in some bar somewhere. So it's it's not. Uh, yes, that's just a very because good there, analogy. Yeah, just because there are high paying jobs in the industry does not necessarily mean that um, everything is like uh, equal or people are being paid decently on the whole in the industry, which is one of the reasons people are striking. Because these companies that have many, many billions of dollars are sort of trying to cut corners by not paying the people who are uh, a big part of the actual creative team um, for the stuff that they that are providing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as with every episode, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to give the computer to <laughs> Jess. Talk about your writer friend. You have a- Hi, first of all, how are you doing? How's things? Good. How are you? Eh, you know, <laughs> uh, me and Megan have been <laughs> speaking about how neither of us are doing great right now, but it's uh, uh, not in any super serious immediate way. Just sort of a general kind of badness, but, uh, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, your writer friend Meg Megan was prompting you to speak about what's uh what's going I on. I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> so like, right. I'm unhelpful, and Megan's back. So this adventure has come to an end. All right. Well, it was nice to speak to you. You too. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that was kind of it for Monday anyway, uh, Thursday. <clears throat> so we will, we will, we, we were her, uh, Boston cream donuts, which sound bad to me. Sounds, I don't know. I've, uh, I've not had a good Boston cream pie version of anything. And I assume that that's what we're going. That's the goal here. Like too much, too sweet, but not tasting good enough. If that makes sense. Um, but it, it, that aside, uh, there's a lot. There was a lot going on. You, by the way, you know Lisa was busy this weekend because Chef Jeff was on the show. And, and where is mm. Lisa to be found? He's yeah, and I feel like there was, fan. there was no really comment on it. He was just there. Nothing about what happened to Tony. Oh, oh what? She Tell did mention though. that he was uh, under the weather. Um, oh, okay. Didn't get into detail, but yeah. Gotcha. I was very happy to have him on. That was a good surprise. Yeah, I didn't even know until I started listening. I didn't. I didn't catch it in the episode description. So it was. It was nice. It was a, a nice surprise. Yeah, I miss. I miss the the fox. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the colonel and the colonel fox, do, does anyone ever have you ever had the nickname Colonel Sanders? Uh not from anyone who I liked. Or respected, but, no. But what if uh, I did? Because <laughs> no, it's it's kind of tempting. No. Would you start disrespecting good. me? 
it wouldn't be good. I would not Colonel Sanders? like that it. Sounds, it's not, that sounds great. It's bad. It's not good. It's, it's bad. Not. It's really bad. It's, it's a, so when you have, uh, hmm, there's a, among other things, a, a, a lack of originality involved. Uh, oh, no, no shade goodness. to you, but as a kid, you hear certain things like uh, commonly, and it's just like it's 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 the juice is not worth the squeeze. It's not. It's simply not giving, uh, as they say. Okay, you're very picky about your nicknames. It's they're mostly bad. Is the thing <laughs> they're mostly. They're mostly uh, things I've heard many times before, and not uh, speaking of writers, they lack a, a certain kind of, uh, I don't know, they don't strike the ear well. Okay. So I, I, I have ha- to, yeah. I would have to really like spitball around and come up with something that would be acceptable for you. You have a high standard. Yeah, I, I suppose. Like I, uh, Rafi said Sandman one time, which I Ooh, don't, I don't hate great. Sandman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, not that I need a nickname anyway, but the, the, the sort of uh, more, a little more creative, you know what I mean? Nicknames are fun. I'm into the nicknames. I gave Rafi Rafi. I gave Rafi Rafa Lobster. I gave Bobes Bobes. I'm all nickname all the time. Hmm. So it's okay. only human natural that I want to give a nickname. I appreciate it. I appreciate this uh, expression of affection. It's just, uh, yes. I, you know. A, a higher bar in my case maybe so big daddy is what we're sticking with <laughs> we that, don't that's your high that's your high bar i mean listen sense of humor. listen it's it's that's the reverse that's like i i uh i it, it's it makes me laugh because it's like jesus christ and it is just it's also part of what makes it good is how funny it is to call you big daddy it's it's i don't <laughs> like it uh, it makes me slightly uncomfortable but in like a good way me I too guess. yeah it it worked like once like in person when we were saying goodbye outside the mega church yeah. <laughs> it felt right and then ever since i'm like when you're like not there i'm like this sounds really strange yeah yeah but, but I don't know. It finds its time and place. Maybe if we just try forcing it a bunch more, it'll work. Uh, sure. That's um, usually how it works, right? You force yes. it enough that it becomes accepted. Mm. Um, speaking of eye injuries, uh, Daniel entered his eye opening a candy bar, and they talked about how embarrassing an injury it is, which, true, you hate to you hate to have something like that happen. Um, I mostly unrelated of, of uh, uh, I guess a stress injury or a, a stretching injury in my hand from um, playing on piano a bunch uh, over last weekend and then playing some guitar stuff for uh, too long a time with a not great posture and then uh, uh, not stretching or anything. So that at least there's, there's music involved. There's like a, a hypothetically cool thing happening, but it's still like a a stupid way to to injure yourself. Mm-hmm. What remind me? What I don't remember this very well. What, how did he oh, injure himself? I guess he was just eating some candy bar that had like a, a like the paper wrapper had some sort of uh, sharp not not super sharp. I don't know, but it had some sort of stiff part of it, and he just banged it into his eye while while he was eating, mm-hmm. um, which is a uh, not. 
not pleasant. This is how they got into the uh, the Dick <clears throat> Chainsaw conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of loved the, it. Yeah, the uh, the most uh, masculine <laughs> way to injure yourself is to cut your dick off with a chainsaw and have no reaction. <laughs> I guess. Um, what is your favorite candy bar? Good question. Good question. I uh, hmm. I've been doing Carmelo's hard lately when it comes to emotional eating. Hmm. I have done king size Carmelo's. I put them in the freezer for as long as I can take for them being in there before I eat them. Usually I just really want to eat them a lot. So not, not too long. And then I fucking like, I like to get off that back, the back of the cup end. So like the, Hmm. you know, are you familiar with the Carmelo shape and size? And yes, I just figure? Googled it to make sure. But yeah, it's like a little bit of a, like a ridged, like a, almost like a, the little Hershey's uh, trapezoid shaped things. It's like, yeah. And then, and then there's a part that's filled with caramel mm-hmm. and I like to bite off the end. That's the flat end. So that what I'm left with is like a pool of caramel in mm. the, in the little bubble of chocolate and caramel. and I I've had like three of those in the past 72 hours. That's kind of my thing. We have a seven 11. That's way too close. Uh-huh. So I've been doing lottery tickets because for the sadness, because it's mm-hmm. like for about two minutes, I'm like, maybe my life's about to change. And that's enough for me uh, to get me through. And then I get a Carmelo and a white claw. Uh, under different circumstances. Sounds kind of nice. Um, if there weren't but so much your, sadness, what's your well, shit? Uh, it's hmm. fine. If the sadness might as well come with some messy comfort, it's all yeah. good. I, I, hmm, like a, I think a, a Milky Way, maybe. I so the Snickers is a little too. I don't like a candy bar that's too dense with too much stuff. And if that's the case, I would just go with like an actual bar of some sort of chocolate. Um, I like a like a salted chocolate is nice, or like a. Mm. Uh, also like dark chocolate i like over milk chocolate um but as far as like your regular what you would pick up at 7-eleven probably like a milky way something like that i obviously like a reese's cup but that's not like a candy bar per se oh sure what's the difference between a milky way and a snickers the, um, the peanuts yeah so nope, snickers no has peanuts, peanuts in a milky way milky okay. way is just like the soft chocolatey nougaty stuff and then the chocolate on the outside yeah, I'd fuck with that. Milky yeah, Way would be great like too. That. Frozen. I like to freeze my candy bars. That would be. I like to section them off. Like if I can eat it, I can like chip away one thing at a time, and I could see myself kind of chipping away at that top chocolate and then chipping away at that caramel layer. Mm. That'd be good. And then it has like the three musketeer type nougat. Yeah. Oh shit! Wait. Yeah, that's a candy bar. No, I'm I'm sorry. Three musketeers is what I'm thinking of. That's just the chocolate and the nougat. And maybe so not a Milky Way. Milky Way also solid. I prefer that to a Snickers, but that would be second place after, after the Three Musketeers. Yeah, yeah. Three Musketeers is number one. Yeah, I like Three Musketeers. That looks good. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Do you have any feelings about butt sand or? dick roots any of these things that wendy and, and uh, daniel were talking about during the show i know Just you're not a big I... wendy person always <laughs> what is this not true 
Or Wendy just... is number fucking one. Oh. How dare you? I thought you were like not a fan of like Wendy and David Huntsberger. Together. I'm not a fan of David Huntsberger. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wendy all goddamn day. Every okay. episode. Yes, please. No, please. Ever to David Huntsberger. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. All the time. Nonstop. Wendy Molyneux. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Love, love, love. What did you ask me? <laughs> um, just the, the oh, you oh, know Dick what? Root. Sure, I, let me throw of... it to you generally. Things you you sure. liked or want to talk about from the episode. Um, this is the part where my memory's kind of vague, and I was depending on you to bring specifics up. Um, I'm trying to think though. I mean, you brought up Dick Root. I was surprised because I actually think that for a little while there, Allison really thought there was a Dick Root. I don't I I I don't want to know what she was picturing, but I also would it would probably clear up like the fact that she thought it was like a real word. I I don't I don't know what's going on. I, I don't I don't get know it. Like on. I could take a guess as to what you think it is. Um but she was in the mode of like really not knowing that they're just fucking around. Uh, yeah. And then, like, kept asking, but it, what is the root? But what is the root? It's like, Allison, it's a, it's a joke. Just let it be jokes, please. Um, and then they were like, Dick, D I Q U E root. Yes. That was, <laughs> that was Wendy. Funny yes. Shit. I think that was really funny. I like, I, I uh, got a kick out of all that. All right. Do, uh, hmm. Allison. Let me look at a... the episode description oh, because sure. I, I really can't offhand think of a lot of stuff. Just that. I like the episode. I love Jordan and I love Wendy. Jordan mm-hmm. in his picture. Did you see the pictures of him from this episode? Um, he looks I like a different remember. Jordan. Let me take a He look. looks like he could have been the body double for Castaway. He's really going with like the manly man. I'm, I oh, got, okay. I'm on a lost, like, you know, I'm on a d- deserted island for a few months. Kind of. Yeah, to definitely him. more uh, bigger beard, more uh, even blonder. He's, he's trying something out. Doesn't yeah. he usually wear glasses too? Or am I wrong on that? Mm, I think no. no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but definitely a, a shift in vibe, I think. Yeah. For sure. Um, it says makes us wonder about booking emails. That's not. I don't really want to go into that. Snack chat. Have you ever had a digestive? Uh, not that I remember, but probably at some really? point. Nothing that stood out. I've had like the really? alcohol kind of digestive. It was just like What's... medicinal f- flavored kind of alcohols. They taste usually they're kind of like herbal, and I guess the idea is that you're supposed to. Have them to help you digest food that you just ate or something, but I think they're mostly just for like alcoholic housewives in Italy or something because they're like kind of medicinally flavored. I, this is what I've heard. I don't know. I don't know that they actually do anything. I think what they were saying, like it just makes you feel better about eating a cookie, is probably mm-hmm. what's going on there. Um, what did you write down for Thursday? I didn't write anything. I'm not a bad memory. So oh man! So obviously. Uh, sand and butt, like uh. But what, what, what was that? I can't remember that. <laughs> this was uh, I think it was Daniel talking about how how erections work. That the sand is in your butt, and oh. he was talking to to Wendy about the, it related to the whole dick root tangent. Uh, 
What does sand in your butt have to do with erections? That that's how they work. That the sand moves from your butt forward, and that's wow. what causes the erection. And then the sand, I guess, it moves back. I don't know. Um, it, it just ended up in my notes. Um, Allison made a comment about how. Uh, wondering if she were gay because she doesn't love the idea of a dick root and like in theory like a heterosexual woman I guess should love the idea mm-hmm. um, which uh, I don't know that that <laughs> not the case um, do, I do, want do. to get a I'm sure a study has already been done but I want to get a cohort of like 5,000 women and just ask like a yes or no question do you like dick because there are so many women who are like gross like dicks are gross bb ba look how ugly they are but like they're heterosexual but then there are some queens who are like i love a dick and i'm like you go girl you love that dick either way where what is the truth where are we at what's the median answer to do you like a penis to a heterosexual woman right in Dr. Angela, yes. Dr. Jen, Joanna, sure. uh, um, all, all, all the single ladies and, hmm. and the taken ones. Tell me what's going on with that, and what I, is I, there to like? But the wrong, <laughs> the wrong, the wrong duo here to really try to answer those questions. But I'm just curious because they're, it's like a comedy bit. Like the dick is kind of weird, and no one, and it's who likes the dick? It's ugly and it's awkward. But you should like it. <laughs> um i think i suspect that this is sort of almost like um people in general like people can be scary and weird and if a random person came around you you might be like oh i don't like i don't like this i don't appreciate this who's this weird ugly person but if it were someone you like and they looked exactly the same it's it's different like there's there's not a necessarily a disembodied kind of appeal to a lot of people of a penis right but uh and if there's some sort of association attached to it maybe that change even if that association is like you know weird stranger if that's what you're looking for but it's not uh yeah it, it is it is attached no pun intended to some other kind of notion or idea or feeling whereas stereotypically dudes or, or um, more likely to break something down into body parts, uh, the actual human being involved, not notwithstanding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So objectively, dicks are stupid, but subjectively, to some women and uh, it, to some women and or I mean, the gays, the gays love every dick. The gays aren't part of this. I know for sure that gays love dick. I've been exposed to way too much conversation about how much dick that gay men love but the heterosexual woman the just objective penis maybe not so much but the penis of x y or z person that i care about pretty good penis or not even care about maybe like have a crush on is a celebrity or you know crush on the penis no, I mean, the oh, on the person. I mostly agree. So I saw there was this TikTok I saw the other day about how there's <clears throat> a woman talking about uh, how she views attractiveness um, and how it's not just like, um, oh, this person is like good looking, like 
a model or like a, a movie star, which is one kind of attractive, but there's also like how the way someone actually genuinely looks to them changes depending on is this person funny or interesting or are they nice or are they mean or are they, you know what I mean? That yeah. her, the way that she's attracted to people visually actually does change based on their personality. If they are, you know, if there's something interesting about them um, versus if, if there's something yeah. unattractive about them in the way that they are. And I think it might be a, a related uh, phenomenon. So Mark Blutman probably has an amazing penis because he's so charming and his personality is so amazing. I think there are definitely women who would probably say that. Wow. Yeah. We're learning so much. The, this is uh, the Pete Davidson effect, maybe. Mark Butman's penis is Pete Davidson? No, it's a change. In, don't worry about it. So the, the, the people who, who get it, get it. Okay. Yeah. I've had, uh, I've had two and a half white claws. <laughs> You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Everything's good. Um, uh, other notes include ketchup on hot dogs, and then Adam. Oh, Fer- oh. yeah. Oh, Stop do right you have there. ketchup hot dog thoughts? Yes. 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 Chicago can go fuck itself. Number one, Chicago Bears. No fucking thank you. Ch- ketchup is good on a hot dog. Why would you mm. shame someone for that? Trice. Hmm. Validate my opinion. <laughs> uh, I don't mind ketchup on a hot dog. It's not like my absolute favorite, but also I don't quite get the hate for it. You know what it is? It is like when you're a teenager or when you're a kid and you used to listen to or watch some you know, show or you're listening to some kind of music and then you become a teenager. You're like, oh, that's stupid. That's for babies. I don't like that anymore. But it's mm. just like you you're trying a little too hard i understand it not liking ketchup yeah. but to make it your thing like oh my god people are eating ketchup but it's too much energy it's weird you're being a little that bit weird about it doesn't make sense to me yeah no i love there there used to be a really wonderful little hot dog restaurant that went out of business during covid but they had like you know vegan vegetarian hot dogs or whatever and i used to like go in there kind of a shitty food in general so Maybe it was bound to go out of business at some point. But hot dogs are fun. I love the variety. I love seeing all of the kinds of hot dogs you can get. I have had a Chicago hot dog the Chicago way unknowingly because Mm -hmm. I did not know that there was a specific way. So I went, got a hot dog. This was when I was living in Wisconsin. And there was no ketchup on it. And I'm like, this is garbage. I don't want, this isn't good. I just got it Chicago style and I was pissed. Oh. Yeah. The default right. of no ketchup. I don't know. There's, there's a sweetness to it. Unless you have yeah. a relish on there that gives the sweetness. That's, that'll give you your sweetness, I guess, if there's relish. But I really just need like that little bit of sweetness in there, either from ketchup or relish or something. You got to have it. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason ketchup is uh, omnipresent, at least in America. But also, people get weirdly snobbish about ketchup. Like, it's it's like a, you know, whatever, tomato vinegar sauce or something. Like, if it were, like, something fancy, I feel like people would not have as big of a, a thing against it. But because it's sort of, I think people view it as sort of, like, you know, easy or 
overly simple or low class or something. I don't know. People people get weird about about food stuff. Um, like like what uh, Chef Jeff Chef Jeff was saying. Mm-hmm. He got ketchup on his Philly cheesesteak, and Adam mm-hmm. was like, wah, 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 wah. and Jeff was like, yeah, I'm from Philly, and I got ketchup on my Philly cheesesteak. Back off. Yeah, it's Which, weird to have those kinds of it like is. snobbish opinions about what should be on the food. Like, what should be on your food is what you like. Yeah, that that sounds kind of good. Ketchup on a Philly cheesesteak. I don't want it on every bite, but I I wouldn't mind like a little side of ketchup to dip like every like third or fourth bite in, just to like yeah. just to yeah variety a little bit. I could see, I could see that. Yeah. Um, what speaking, I what I don't. Oh, Sorry, one more nope, one more little sauce opinion, just a little yep, quick one. We're there. Sauce it up. What I don't get is a one sauce. Do you have you ever used mm. a one sauce on your steak? Literally not since I was a kid. It's not a. It's not. I do not enjoy it. I do not enjoy it's it. I don't know me. that it goes particularly well with steak either. No. It's just kind of, and yeah, that's its I purpose. It's a steak yeah. sauce. It's a steak sauce, and I discovered it later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I ate steak. Like, I loved tenderloin. Just the juiciest, most amazing salt, pepper, you're done. Mm-hmm. And to add this, how would I? A1 has a acidity to it, a vinegariness yeah, to it. That I'm like, this doesn't add anything. If you like steak, this isn't helping you. This is, and usually if you're bringing a sauce into the situation to make help you like something that maybe you wouldn't like without the sauce. Um that's how it works sometimes but a1 sauce i'm like who who does this help to like a steak leave it off my fucking steak yeah and who 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 are we helping i don't get it i feel like it doesn't bring enough of its own thing like if it were like some sort of tomato sauce or if if there were some other element to it but it's just kind of uh i don't know It, it it's it it lacks it does it doesn't improve it doesn't improve anything i don't know yeah period yeah yeah weird um it came up that adam would uh, take a bite of other people's sandwiches uh when they were eating uh, do, do you recall this i think this yes. is, has to have come up before um if i remember correctly his logic was like well i paid for it so i I get to take a bite or something like this. Is that what uh, it was? Okay. I, th- I thought I that so. I thought the purpose was like, I want to judge what you're ordering. Oh, I'm sure there's some of that too. But I, I think I remember from years ago, there was some incident where he was like, you know, I, I bought this person food or something. So I get to take a bite. It, was, it seems like very weird behavior to me. It seems like that sort of like a uh, fratty, like young adult, like uh when he would talk about his stories uh, hanging out with his friends and they would engage in sort of like asshole behavior. It feels like that, but as the proprietor of a business, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It seems weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty okay with a certain amount of boundarylessness, but I can't imagine being an employer of people and that's my choice. And I'm going to think that's fine. That's a very, very, I don't know what to make of that. What do you make of that about him? Oh, I mean, 
Whew. I mean, uh, so there is, it is a, a power part, play. It's it. Hmm. I mean, if we want to really psychoanalyze, we don't have that much time to get into it. But part of it is that he thinks it's funny, which it, it is. It would be hypothetically funny, but in practice, it's just like like weird hazing behavior. But also, like, I mean, if we want to get into like Adam growing up and not having food in the house, like the fact that it's being expressed in this way of him, like, you know chomping on other people's food like he's just pac-man passing by or something it's it's a weird dominance thing because it's his his operation that's going on uh it's i don't know it's almost like weirdly like communal almost like let me get a bite of that or let me grab some of your french fries but and done in like it's family style yes but not it's like (laughs) like uh stepdad style like it's not in like a uh no offense to stepdads but you know what I mean? like it's not in like a an open like sharing family style it's in a like a like uh we're in prison and i'm gonna you know take some of your food kind of it's mm-hmm. it's uh i don't know there's a lot very going risky on. very risky choice too. yeah also people like well adam doesn't believe in germs also so there's there's that whole thing yeah. uh so I don't know. I don't. It's it's simultaneously like very stupid, but also probably some layers to that onion. If you really want to get into it, it's it's uh, weird. It's weird. I'm surprised this is the first we heard about it. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember hearing something like I know there was an incident where like Adam went out to dinner with someone and like took their steak home. Like their to-go order, their leftovers. Okay, that rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, but I think that was actually like genuinely an accident or something. But this sounds vaguely familiar, but also was like surprising to hear because it's it's uh it's simply not done, as they say. It's not done. Mm-hmm. The riddle of one twin always lying and one telling the truth. Oh god, have to... this took me so long to. So. From what I caught up on social... Okay, sorry. Finish what you were saying, and then I'll chime <laughs> do, in. Do you remember this? Does this ring a bell? Is this a thing you had heard before Allison mentioned it on this episode? Maybe, but maybe by her bringing it up on another episode. And I didn't realize... At the time I was listening to it, I thought it was something where like someone else was trying to be funny, and she was the outsider of this receiving this riddle but she was the one telling the riddle in this story mm-hmm. right that's yeah. what i made of it later on and in the social media posts i saw and yeah, that just she seems was, so not yeah. like her i'm like where did this come from for you and also yes that i might be like what the hell is up with you <laughs> depending <laughs> depending on how the delivery was which we could not get a sense of because the delivery was horrible in the episode yeah, she was not actually telling the riddle at the time. She was making a joking reference to what she thought was a very widely known uh, riddle, uh, which mm. I I was definitely familiar. It's a joke that I make semi often whenever twins comes up come up, which is not very often. But like, yeah, I will make the joke about one always telling the truth and one always lying. Um, which no shit. So, okay, yeah. so you're kind of in the same boat as Allison, where you would yeah. think that's a reference. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense to me. If you I know guess. the reference, it's that. very clearly a joke. But if you don't know the reference, it's just like probably fairly confusing. What's the ref? What's the reference from? The joke is the reference, or is it like from a movie? 
Uh, a little bit of both. So the the riddle is, I think, probably most famous from being in the movie Labyrinth. But uh, the 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 joke is is just referencing the riddle. Like it, it is as uh, I don't know that there's another. It's I've also made a joke about how when something is confusing to someone, I'll just say, "Oh, the doctor is his mother," which. If you know that that riddle makes sense, but if you don't know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, dog agrees. Dog knows what's up. <laughs> yes, that's Bean. Um, I'm usually aware of the references that I'm making are not widely known, so I don't usually use a lot of references except for Between Me and Jess. But Jess does not have a very good awareness of what references people do and don't get. Like she, she'll just meet new people for the first time and make references to like the office or something. Mm. And I'm like, you know, people don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> but you got to be careful out there. You never know. Because the person who would know the reference, you'd be like, sweet, I found my people. Yeah. Yeah, I would not have blinked twice if Allison said that. I would have probably thought it was funny. But yeah, again, if you're if you're in a room where like literally no one knows that reference and you're just getting blank stares, it's a it's a little rough. That's a rough one. Um, finally, I think my last note for this episode is, um, oh no, there's a couple, there's a few more things, but we are running out of time, so I will kind of speed run through. Um, so Allison talked about there being gossip about a former coworker that is uh, mentioned on the Allison and Todd podcast and also on the her Patreon. Um, have you have you heard this? Do you know what she's talking about? <clears throat> so I unsubscribed to the Ooh. I I think it was about Dawson. I, I, I can't yeah. remember what it was. Um, but honestly, it might have been petty, but I, I really didn't like that she had the thing with Todd anyways. So as soon as this little thing came up, I'm like, fuck this. But Todd had a, for the show picture, a picture of like some guy that I think that it was supposed to be funny because he was ugly. Like he had crooked teeth and he was kind of snarly looking and granted it was supposed to represent this kind of person that there's a term for something like that. Patreon people who also listen to this will know what I'm talking about. I can't remember the word, but something about it was like, this is my last straw. Are you really going to like, I had the impression that he thought it was funny to post a person who had snaggled teeth and was kind of dirty and homeless looking. And he's like, this is funny. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I unsubscribed. <laughs> so is this I, uh, like an actual photo of a person or is this like an AI? Yeah. Fo- okay. No. So it's like a regular photo of a person. Yeah. There's a term mm. for it. And when you Google the term of that person, they were talking specifically about Renaissance fair types. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I was like, I don't like Todd. I don't like that this is supposed to be funny. I think it's insulting and I'm over it. I'm a snowflake liberal, okay? Yep. I, my two dollars are precious. And I'm yeah. poor. Yeah. Two dollars, people. No thank you. 
It could be going to Scratchers. They could be going to Scratchers. Yeah. Could change my life. Um. When, oh, so they talked a little bit about uh, studying abroad and traveling abroad. Did, have you ever? Have you ever been? Did you ever like go <laughs> somewhere? Have you ever been? Yeah, France, high school. Oh, nice. And it was a very um, controversial subject at the time because it would have been two thousand and three, I think, maybe two thousand and four at the latest, but it, there was still a lot of fresh talk about how safe it was to travel post 9-11. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of drama involving the school board and stuff like that, and people pleading their cases as to why this will be safe to travel to France. Um, and yeah, so I went on I went on a foreign exchange student trip to France for like two or three weeks, and I had a bad time because even though I took French for four years, I didn't really know how to speak French. And I was with a family who, um, I mean, the guidance that the people were given, the, the guidance that was given to them from people from Wasaki, my hometown, uh, and my hometown and my school was like, let them grow their French, you know, speak French to them. And so that's what my family did that I stayed with. And it was so lonely and awful because I didn't know French. Aww. And then when I re-met up with all of my other friends, they're like, we spoke English the whole time. We went bowling. We met up with each other. Like, it was a blast. I stayed at a castle. And I'm like, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's my, it was like only my family that had this, okay, we will speak, speak French with this person uh, attitude. So that really bummed me out. And I had a really bad time, except for when I came back with my friends again. And we got, we got to go to the Eiffel Tower. And we went to the hard rock cafe in france where they were filming real world paris oh nice we saw them there so i was like yay that um but that was the only like school trip that i had done abroad what about you had you done a little abroad i have never left the united states um one of the things that i wanted to do um during sort of peak covid uh, which fingers crossed is behind us, but I wanted to get a passport cause I've never actually uh, never had a passport. I'd never traveled outside of the States. So I, I would like to see some places, you know, it, w- it would be uh it would be nice. It would be nice, but still haven't gotten around to it. Where would, where's number one and two on the list here? Oh man. Um, huh. There's, I mean, oh man, there's a lot of places. The, the place that I, it's so it's so stupid. One of the places I became obsessed with minorly uh, was just because I saw it on a, like an Anthony Bourdain, whatever his food show was called, Parts Unknown or whatever, which is a Tanzania, which is on the east eastern side of Africa, which is like if if you ever see like vacation like photos or videos, it's literally people like hanging out with giraffes and like hiking like beautiful mountains there's so much like beauty and nature and like mm. delicious food around it 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 is comically uh, like a desirable uh, place to take a vacation it looks like to me uh, unfortunately last i checked there were also like some uh there was a bit of a, a terrorist uh, activity in the country when i was thinking about going there or when i was first investigating it so it was a uh, hopefully things have settled down since then it was it was mm. maybe not the best time to, to go but actually uh paul's wife shout out to paul uh she has been and had a great time so 
Tanzania, hmm. and then maybe, I mean, Egypt, maybe if I'm over, you know, if I'm over there, if I'm in the area, go see some nice. stuff. Morocco, uh, Kenya, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Scotland, there's a there's a bunch of places I would like to visit. Um, yeah. Well, shout out to the BFFers who donated to our honey fund, because Jess and I actually finally got around to booking our honeymoon, which is going to be July 2024. Yay. Um, but because of you guys, we funded our trip. It's seven days, starts in Barcelona and ends in Lisbon. Nice. And we'll be porting along the way. Uh, one day we'll be in a little town in France, which looks really cute. And then another day is in Morocco and then Gibraltar. Oh, nice. And I think another one is in Spain at some point. Uh, but Lisbon got on my list in a big way because of Somebody Feed Phil. I really, really. Oh, yeah. I've, I've watched every episode and that was one of them because of the architecture, the little, like they ha they have a lot of ceramic tiles, a lot of great detail in the, their roads and their buildings that I think is super cool. Um, and Barcelona, cause I heard the architecture was amazing there also with some, a few churches there that are like un indescribably amazing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Barcelona to Lisbon. Thank you for your money. Yeah. Happy to help. 2024. Yeah. Uh, kind of works out that it's 2024. So that I was bummed that it wasn't going, it was going to be so far off, but because of the shittiness of the year, I think it's actually going to be better this next mm -hmm. year. So thank uh, you for your monies. Uh, Appreciate it. It'll be great. Speaking of vacations. So Jordan Morris talked about, um, going to France and going to a nude beach, nude park, nude park. That's okay. Uh, which I don't know. What are your thoughts on nude parks? Um, I, it seems to me like the thing that maybe like a win in Rome thing. It's not a thing that would ever occur to me. Like, yeah, I wish there were, I wish the park <laughs> a couple blocks away from me was a nude park. That would be cool. Um, yeah. but like if in France and this is like understood to be like a thing, that people do you know probably easier to, to to talk myself into doing it but again not a not a thing i might do otherwise i would never no i don't even walk around the house naked just doesn't see me naked just walking around the house and she's my wife and we've been together for many years multiple years three four years something like that not my kind of jam if everyone is naked, no one is naked. I don't. I don't think the math on that checks out. But you know what I mean. Like if it's a if it's a regular, I'll know I'm naked. <laughs> it's true. That's really the the main part. Yeah. Yeah. But a credit to him. I think that's really cool that you would want to try. And he was just nestled up with his little book. That seems like a pretty safe way to ease into it. Yeah. Yeah, the getting naked. I that, it seems weird logistically. Like, because this probably isn't like you just go to the park with pants on and then you just like lay out a beach towel and then like take your pants off. Like, or do you, you must? Otherwise, you're getting nude where you shouldn't be getting nude, and that would be even weirder. Or do you go to like a like a locker room, like a, like a sports game, and then take your clothes off and then just like come out naked? Like, I don't know. Um, it, it's either that or you just disrobe. Yeah, spot. I guess you would just disrobe. Yeah, it's uh, a foreign concept. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Well, Whitney sees cues. Would you go to a nude park? I mean, I don't know that we have to put that in Whitney. That's sort of a <laughs> Maggie P's cues. Sure. Oh my god, my last name isn't P anymore. Maggie. Oh. Maggie M's. Yeah. A double M. I don't know. I'm curious out of our group who would be down with this. I bet Bobes would roll with it. She oh, I mean, free spirited and for sure. She, yeah, down. I f- Lisa's down. Lisa. Something I like about Lisa a lot is she's fucking down. She's down. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone has like body image stuff, I guess. But again, it also feels like who's going to know as if France isn't like a giant modern country, but like if, if you're like overseas, like it doesn't count. It's like eating on vacation. Like yeah, the calories don't count. Right. Yeah. On that note, uh, speaking of people who are going to get naked in public, Megan, Oh, uh, where can people find you? And uh, any, any, anything you want to plug or shout out? I will be naked in public. From 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on the Ooh. corner of Lancashire and Magnolia. <laughs> Very specific window. All right. Find <laughs> um, me in my text. Check up. Check up on me. I'm not doing oh. too hot. So oh. just be like, yo, and just tell me that I'm going to get a job eventually, and tell me that I'm not going to become homeless. I need that validation, please. Yeah, everyone, text Megan and say something nice. And if um, you don't got my number. It's for a reason. Stay mm. out of my... No, I'm kidding. Um, All right. Listen, uh, firm boundary. People yeah. know. Those who know, know. Yeah. Um, as for me, listen, don't worry about it. If if uh, if you... Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, but check out the Facebook group if you're not already in it. Uh, the Best Friends Fancast group. Um, also be a fan cast on the various socials and etc. Um, yeah. So that is it, at least for this part of the show. Who knows what else is going on? Not me. We'll figure out later. Uh, b- bye everybody. Yay. We did it. Wow. <laughs>